Hey MedTalkers, I'm your co-host Avinov. And I'm your co-host Satya. Welcome back to MedTalks where everything biotechnical rocks. I hope you all had a great start to your Easter weekend. And in this episode, we'll be looking into the topic of stem cells and specifically the interesting questions and issues regarding it. Let's check it out. Okay guys, so for those of you at home who don't know what stem cells are, let's ask the question, what are stem cells on a basic level? So in my opinion, stem cells are basically cells that can regenerate and form into other types of cells that are specialized and carry out certain functions in the body. So let's say a stem cell is any cell that can divide and specialize in a way in order to form and perform another function that is required by the body. Yeah, I think that is a basic level, but it's quite generalized, but I think it'll get the gist across to the audience. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I agree. And um, for regenerative cells, there's uh, there's three types of regenerative cells. Uh, we've known of multipotent, pluripotent, and totipotent. Now, I know those words may seem like a jumble and a mess, but let's, uh, let's like simplify it. So multipotent is basically another word for saying that cells can regenerate and form into different uh, types of a single cell type. And what I mean by that is like, let's take your bone marrow, for example. You have stem cells in there that can turn into multiple types of just blood cells. So multipotent cells are anything that can, like any cells that can turn into a single type of cell, but can specialize into multiple forms of that single type. So now let's go to pluripotent cells. So these, t- t- sorry, these types of cells are essentially cells that can turn into multiple types of cells. So they can specialize into multiple forms of multiple types of cells. So for example, if we had a stem cell that could turn into blood cells and multiple forms of those, or neurological cells and multiple forms of those, then we can call that cell a pluripotent cell. And a totipotent cell is a cell that can regenerate and form into any type of cell that it wants to. And those are the stem cells that we're going to be looking at today those stem cells are called totipotent. So after the definition and introduction to stem cells, what is the use of stem cells? Like they're in our body, so okay, but how do we use them to in the medical field and in medical applications right now? So I think a lot of research right now is going into figuring out if we can use stem cells to regenerate damaged type of cells that we can't grow back in our body. So for example, like our neurons, I think once they've matured into adult cells, they can't grow back. And once they're damaged, we have really no way of repairing them back to their original state unless we use stem cells. Because Mm -hmm. stem cells allow uh, you to regenerate your own type of neuron. Like instead of getting a transplant or something like that, having someone else's organ be donated to you, these stem cells allow you to grow back your own neurons in a way that you couldn't do before. And so I think another question that we should ask, right, is what do you see as like the future applications of stem cells? Like, where, like what are the limits on it? How far do you think this type of technology can go? I mean, as of now, stem cells is still on the, on the discovery side because recently we've discovered stem cells and we're using it in like preliminary research and most of the studies are still in clinical trials. So we can't say for sure how useful or how effective they're going to be. But in the clinical trials and in the few actual therapeutics that are in the medical industry, they seem to be pretty effective 
in that they replace the damaged cells, as you said, and create new cells that are functional and healthy, that are, that are related and specialized to your body's needs. So I feel like it's sort of like a specialized regenerative med uh, medical, uh, yeah. medical treatment that can be used for further like diseases, not only genetic, but also neurological, uh, physiological, et cetera. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so another question that I think we should ask, right, is with these stem cells um, and all the, like, I guess, disorders or genetic diseases, physiological, anything it may be, whatever we can use to cure it, like, we have to ask the question, how are we even getting these stem cells in the first place? Like, where, like, where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. uh, currently, the, the human body has many sources of stem cells, but certain sources are more effective at treating diseases than other sources. So as, as you said earlier, there are different types of stem cells and these sources provide their respective different types of stem cells. So let's say in the bone marrow, you can only get multipotent cells that are only useful for like hematological or like blood disorders. Right. And those are useful for uh, blood diseases, leukemia, etc. But they're not as useful in other fields of medical disease and medical uh, disease progression. But uh, other sources like the, uh, what I'm trying to say is in breast milk, there's also sources of stem cells. So when, when the mother is feeding the baby in the breast milk, there are certain uh, embryonic stem cells that are not embryonic, but certain types of stem cells that are fed that help the baby develop and uh, grow into and what I'm trying to say is that it helps the baby develop its functions. So yeah. those type of stem cells are more useful because they provide a, a large variety of functions than the bone marrow. And then the best source and probably not the most efficient and ethical source is probably the embryo itself. So when the embryo is created, it's literally a jumble of stem cells and there's like hundreds or two hundreds of stem cells that are just clumped together. And that's what we call the embryo. And in the embryo, if you separate it and use those stem cells, each stem cell can form a new human being, or they can also form new tissues, organs, specialized cells. And those are probably the most useful ones, but those also follow ethical concerns and moral concerns, just like how CRISPR did when we're editing uh, CRISPR embryos. Yeah, okay, that's cool. So you're saying there's multiple forms of stem cells that naturally occur in either our body or some other place, right? And the best source of stem cells right now is obviously not the most ethical source to be taking mm -hmm. from. Yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about like talk about more of this embryo embryonic stem cells, right? Because this is where cutting edge research is trying to use these embryonic stem cells. Like they're trying to use these stem cells, right, to try mm -hmm. and treat diseases, but it's not, it doesn't seem right to be able to just take an embryo and just use it to, you know, just take all of its cells. Because it's all stem cells, like as you said, right? Clump stem cells. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it just doesn't seem right to be able to take someone else's, you know, embryo and just use it for treatment of diseases. I mean, so like, how does that work? Like, how do people even consider using embryonic stem cells? Yeah. But it, also, it all falls down to the question of 
when do you think the baby is living or when do you think life starts? Like some people say it's at uh, when the zygote is formed or when fertilization happens, or some people say when the baby's born and there's like a whole spectrum in between. And that is the main question that the scientific community and the general social community has to ask because some people view different stages of the development cycle in the, of the baby in the womb as when life starts. Some people say it's the embryo. Some people say it's when it's six months. Some people say another time, etc. But we have to find a centralized and centralized guideline that tells us that this is when life starts and under it, we can use embryos for research. But that is not likely because there's a lot of discussion and debate regarding this. And this issue is like sort of fuzzy in a sense that it's hard to create strict boundaries for issue for yeah, these kind of research topics. So yeah, it's we're going deep into the waters here regarding these social issues. Yeah, with like such a sensitive topic such as when life starts, it's hard to find and pinpoint mm-hmm. like a certain, you know, time when life actually starts. We really don't know and it's, it's that gray area that makes yeah. everything so difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And also like uh, another question, like, how about the parents? Like, how would they feel? You know, how do you think most parents would feel about giving up their embryo or, you know, their baby for use in such uh, scientific topics like stem cells? I mean, it depends on what the parents think as when life starts, because if the parent thinks that life starts when fertilization happens, of course, they'll be less likely to, to participate their their newborn, not newborn baby, but their newly created embryo for this clinical study. But if they have a more lenient and like more, what's the word here? It's like more, a different perspective. Yeah. Then like if they want, if they think that life starts at six months or three months when the heartbeat is formed, et cetera, uh, then they could possibly participate in these studies. But it all comes down to that definition. What an individual thinks when life starts. And that is probably one of the, basic and fundamental issues for stem cell research. And a clear example of this is recently I read an article about how President Bush actually banned stem cell research because he felt that stem cell research and like destroying these newly formed embryos for scientific purposes is is going against his hard and deep deep beliefs. And he, in order to stop this kind of atrocity in his mind he banned all this all that research but later on when when president obama came on he said that it is ethical it is uh, appropriate to use embryos and the scientific benefits that come along with them to improve society and to improve medicine and medical therapeutics as a whole because even though at the risk of sacrificing an embryo we're improving the general scientific and medical community with with a lot more benefits in his opinion. So there's that controversy there. And that in a sense is the whole issue of embryonic stem cell research. Yeah, I see. So it's it's all based on opinion and it comes down to the fact that, you know, all these benefits that come from stem cells can be made, but at what cost? And mm-hmm. I think that's the question that all the scientific community and medical community is trying to answer, right? Yeah, And it varies depending on who you ask because it's all opinion-based, there's a gray area and such and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So 
let's let's move on from the you know the fuzzy gray area because this is something that I don't think has an end as of now. And mm-hmm. let's go on to talking about what stem cells can actually treat, like embryonic stem cells, the totipotent ones. What what can they actually treat? Like what types of diseases or disorders that can't be treated normally can be treated now with stem cells? I mean, essentially many disorders, uh, neurological, genetic, physiological, bunch, a bunch of diseases can be treated now with uh, these stem cells because it, it provided a new avenue for doctors and medical officials to treat these patients that they thought were once untreatable or like had to be like this for their lifetime. Right. And seeing this opportunity, like they're using stem cells in Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cancer, osteoarthritis, so many more diseases, whether genetic, physiological, doesn't matter. Like there's always applications for stem cells and embryonic stem cells have the most applications because they have the most ability and potential to differentiate into different functions. But this is not to say that the other types of stem cells are useless. They are also very useful because they don't come along with this controversy because the whole scientific community and the general community agrees that bone marrow stem cells are ethical to use because you're not killing the patient. You're just using a part of his bone marrow to improve another patient or him him or herself. And that is widely supported and there's not that much controversy, but the issue is that those cannot differentiate and they don't have the ability to cure and treat many of these other diseases. They only have a small and narrow range so that is like the main difference, but essentially med- embryonic stem cells and stem cells in general treat a variety, a variety of uh, diseases that were not able to be treated earlier. Yeah, exactly. And as you were saying, like all these wide applications of stem cells, right? All these disorders and things that couldn't be cured before now can be cured. Um, let's talk about a little, a little bit more of a touchy topic. So... With all these benefits that we're seeing from stem cells, do you think there are, you know, scientists or people out there who are using, like, scandals or something to try and get stem cells, like, under the table? You know what I mean? Like, without Mm -hmm. telling the patient that, you know, for example, some doctor or someone will prescribe a patient some pill or medicine and say that it'll help them. But in reality, it's just a way for them to get the stem cells for their own purposes. Like, do you think there Mm -hmm. are people out there who are using... Maleficent yeah. ways to obtain stem cells. I mean, I think there is, although this may sound like some kind of crazy medical movie plot, but there probably is in we're in hospitals and areas where there's not that many uh, medical guidelines and regulations. So let's say instead of the westernized world in like Eastern countries, let's say in Africa or Asia, they don't have a lot of these regulations and there's a lot of corruption in those countries and in their medical systems. And I think there is a chance and probably there's a high chance that these type of scandals and these types of issues are occurring there, that these patients are being, in a sense, scammed by stealing their stem cells or like getting stem cells illegally and without their notice. But I don't know how much of a role that we as a common citizen can play in those type of situations, because to fix those type of issues, those types of issues, it it needs a whole systemic change. It can't start like a single hospital can change its policies and its regulations, but this this these issues will still continue. So 
I feel like it needs to start on like a grassroots level in the whole system. And then that's the only way that we can stop this. But there is probably a chance coming back to your question. Yeah, for these yeah, I definitely things. agree. Um, yeah, so what you're saying is like in underdeveloped countries and things like that, like, you know, these issues may actually exist. And it seems difficult for us as a common citizen to do much about it. But we should be careful about where we're mm-hmm. going for treatment and who we're seeing for doctors, for any of us, right? Just to yeah. ensure that we protect ourselves the best we can because mm-hmm. this research is very cutting edge. It's new and there are a lot of people out there who might be trying to do some illegal things to try and obtain these things. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, I have a comment yeah. about that issue it's before we move on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Stem cells and it's not like the silver bullet for every disease. Exactly. It's like how gene editing has its own complications. Stem cells, we don't know a bunch, uh, a lot about it. There's a lot of uncertainty and a lot there's a a lot of fear about using stem cells because although they have these benefits we don't know exactly what unintended consequences they can cause and looking and like weighing the unintended consequences with the known benefits is part of the issue of using stem cells and the controversy that surrounds stem cells yeah no i think that's definitely a good point i mean since it's such a new technology and the new research topic it's it's definitely come with a lot of unknown like side effects and things that we Mm -hmm. can't predict right so Mm -hmm. that just that fear and uncertainty of using it is definitely a complication that comes with stem cells yeah that's definitely a good point yeah awesome okay so do you want to move on to the like technological aspects of it and how we can maybe improve how we use stem cells okay cool yeah yeah that sounds good okay so with the advent of things like you know machine learning and just the impro- like improvisation of mm-hmm. what do you call it computer science like all those fields how mm-hmm. how do you think like those two sectors would meet you know computer science and the sort of stem cell research in human bodies like i mean right now it seems i don't see any intersection right now but recently i mean we have we've been seeing we're using robots to do surgeries vr medications there's like a lot of intersections between computer science, technology, and medicine. And stem cells could be, sooner or later, computer science could be in stem cells as well. Like probably 30 years ago, people didn't know that computers were going to be in the ER and doing stuff. And sooner or later, we'll also see that they're going to be involved in stem cells and gene editing or whatever that we didn't think could happen right now. And I feel like there is a possibility, but as of now, I don't see a clear vision on how we could use computer science to improve stem cells. Maybe we could use computer science to guide stem cells and like to see what type of stem cells could be efficient in this type of disease with using neural networks and like machine learning. But right. apart from that, I don't see any like direct connection, but you don't know the science, com- the scientific community always finds ways to surprise us and create inventions that change the world. So I have my hopes and I hope they will create a better system that incorporates both computer science and medicine. Yeah, I definitely agree. The scientific community is really working hard and they surprise us every time with new inventions and things like that. And mm-hmm. as you said, like there's really no clear cut intersection right now between stem cells and like computer science. They seem like two different worlds, but who knows, maybe in the next 30 years we could get some sort of machine learning model that would be able to, like you said, guide stem cells into the right uh, neural pathways and using neural networks, we may be able to like predict how efficient certain stem cells are at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, curing certain diseases. Yeah, that's definitely something that could be happening in the near future. But 
only time will tell. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so um, I think we've covered a lot of important and interesting questions. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this episode. I think we covered a lot of questions. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? Any comments, questions? I mean, I feel like just like as a broader a broader theme of like science and moral and ethical issues. Last episode we talked about CRISPR, and this episode we talked about stem cells, and right. both are very like uh, scientific and sort of like a modern sort of therapy for diseases. Like you wouldn't, they're like um, breakthroughs, scientific breakthroughs that yeah. happen in this century and that that we're just like surrounded by these, the news and like the media about these type of things. And these type of, these types of advancements and breakthroughs have been like, like there's like this common theme of these type of breakthroughs facing ethical and moral issues because as we try to improve medicine in my opinion like we're trying to get deeper and deeper into the intricacies and nuances of the human body and while doing so we're trying we're also stepping into some of the sensitive and like fuzzy issues that people don't necessarily want to get into like embryonic stem cells gene editing on embryos uh, like there's a bunch of issues and i feel like that once we get a strong understanding and like a stronger centralization of the scientific and general community like what do we value do we value the moral and ethics or do we value the scientific benefits and sooner or later i feel like the whole community as a whole will like form this understanding and they'll allow for science progress and if not that's still okay because the community is doing what it values and if it values the ethics and morals more that's also fine because it's it's supporting its uh desires and it's beliefs. So as long as we do what we believe and we do what we value, it it should, uh, I feel like that's the best society that there could be. It doesn't matter how efficient your scientific method and like your uh, therapeutics are, although that could help improve society, it matters if society is doing what it values and what it believes. So I feel like that's an important distinction between these kind of breakthroughs and ethical values. Yeah, that's an amazing point. I mean, it really depends on public opinion, right? What we Mm -hmm. as a whole, as a community, as people believe should happen, that's what we should look into. Uh, It's like the never-ending debate, right? It's Mm -hmm. all based on public opinion. And whatever the community favors as a whole is what we should do as scientists, as researchers, and as good human beings. Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. Okay, so that was was great right there, yeah. So I think we've covered a lot of things. Um, We answered a few questions. If you guys have any feedback or anything, please do check us out at our Instagram. You can contact us there. And you can also contact contact us uh, at our emails. But other than that, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. And I think that is the end to this episode. So yeah, thank you guys for listening in. And we hope to see you next time. Goodbye, MedTalkers.